Hey, y'all. We got a very special episode for you today. We're going to get into it in just a second, but a couple things right up top we're going to hit you with. Uh, remember to check out com if you have not done so already. You can sign up for bonus content and everything there. People are uh, buying the hats, which is great. We also have a big announcement for another piece of merch. This one was, uh, we got to get, we got to get some of the, you know, older stuff out of the way when we didn't have the capacity to do all this stuff, but we finally have some of the posters that people were asking for from our first live show in the nine 11 posters. They're very cool. Um, oh, wait, no, excuse me. It does say nine 11 on there. It says, uh, it's, <laughs> it does say nine 11 total bummer, which is very funny. They're very cool. We'll, We'll put a little we'll put a little picture of it here. I'll send it to Dylan so you can um, see it. I don't know how many people. So many people were like, "I can't come to New York for that poster or whatever," but I would buy it if you guys put it up. So, so we, we did made it. like a thousand. Se- no, we made seventy five of them. So if you want them, get it before yeah. it's gone, or maybe it won't sell out, and you can take your time. I have no idea if yeah. people were even being truthful about wanting it, but it's up there now. It's yeah. live. Anyway, uh, also. Shit, we got a good episode for you. We got a um we got Tiffany Fong. You guys remember that picture of SBF that got leaked from jail? That was her. And she inadvertently helped contribute to his um sentencing and she's kind of blown up in a very unique way and has a very uh she's got a she's got a line into SBF that no but she has access to this man that nobody else has and we have her on the show this week and we're very excited about it and It's a very uh, fun interview. It's a very fun interview. She's got some crazy SBF stories. She's got some crazy SBF. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a real doozy. So Oh, and I think the last thing if you haven't done so already Go check out the Meatball Special, the first installment of the Meatball Special. We're doing a monthly show with our dear friend Phil Matteris, and it's very fun. People are loving it, so you should go check it out. Also, there is some bonus content for that, and it lives exclusively on com. Also, if this is your first time, if you've never seen us before, welcome. We do this every week. We love we do, you. We take, a sh- we take, the, we take the, uh, the piss out of all the shit going on in the world. And I know we just met, but we love you already. Yeah, we love you already. Damn, you're looking good. Hey, guys, we got to take a quick break to thank a sponsor of today's show, Aura. So I'm just Googling my own name, as I am wont to do from time to time, and it's kind of upsetting because there's a lot of information on the internet about little old me. And we're not loving what we're seeing. We're not loving what we're seeing. We don't like that. There's a lot of private stuff online. It's uncomfortable seeing your private information It's uncomfortable because there's these things out there called data brokers, and they sell your information to spam spammers scammers Scammers. anyone else who might want to target you they've got your full name usually your email sometimes your home address your health records your relatives it's all out there for the taking so that's why we've been using aura who's the sponsor of today's video it shows us which data brokers are selling your information and automatically submits opt-out requests for you we used Aura to go in and look at our own breaches and see how much... Uh, there were dozens out there. Dozens of people with our Which would explain all the spam email that I get and also the spam just actual mail that I get. So Probably all the phone calls I'm getting from freaking scammers. Oh, yeah. That's all, my, all included yeah, yeah, on there. It's all so annoying. So if you want to clean up that information, it not only uh, helps reduce the amount of spam you get, but it protects you from hackers who could use the information... 
to help them access social media accounts, bank accounts, and other sensitive information. It also does a lot more to pre- to protect from threats you can't see. It's easy to set up. You don't have to download several apps to get things like antivirus, VPN, password management, parental controls, identity identity theft insurance, and more. You can get it all at one price. And you're not just protecting you, you're protecting your family. That's exactly right. Right? You may already have one or two of these tools already, but not having Aura is like locking the front door and leaving the back door wide open. Oh, right? We don't it's, like that. Aura, Aura is always on doing the hard work of keeping us safe so we can focus on other tasks with peace of mind. So you can go to uh, HTTPS colon backslash backslash Aura.com slash B-A-E-S. That is A-U-R-A dot com slash B-A-E-S to start your two-week free trial. And it's also linked below in the description. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Tiffany, welcome. Hello. Thank you. You are... Tiffany Fong. I am Tiffany Fong. You are Tiffany Fong. Of Tiffany Fong. By Tiffany Fong. Yeah. You are uh, very Googleable now. So if people want to Google, yeah, I don't know if you've done it yourself or being. I don't know if you're being a person. I have at certain, at various points in this. I found like some interesting things. You know how they're like celebrities have those who are they dating things? Yeah. I found some of those about myself, which I wasn't expecting. What do they say about Some of them found old pictures of boys that I went to fraternity invites with in college and like we're like is she dating sam bickman freed or this man here that is a photo from like college so which one, which one are you dating ah neither i'm, uh, I'm oh wow i'm single sadly so those sites are wrong <laughs> they're all wrong they're probably written by ai no but you also have some more very legit uh claims to fame yeah i don't know why i brought attention to those i should <laughs> yeah. have brought attention to like the new the, york the times rolling or something stone profile or yeah there is a rolling stone profile on me yeah yeah why don't we why don't we start from the beginning because for those of you who don't know uh well for for a lot of people including us we heard about you recently because you were the one who published the photo of sam bankman fried in jail at is it mdc mdc brooklyn mdc brooklyn which just was blasted all over the internet i had people i had fans of the show dming me and sending it to me, and which is how I know. Okay, we're going to talk about something when I just get yeah. People know people we, going, we love him. Look at oh this. my god! But uh, so yeah, we we established contact, and now here you are. So why don't we? And as we found out, you've been embedded in this situation kind for of quite some time. I have been. I have deeply. been. It's been like my life for the past year and a half, ever since FTX went down and Celsius went down. These crypto companies. So why don't we start from the beginning? Yeah, let's let's what the back fuck. Up. And find out how you how you got so involved. Yeah, in this. what happened? Oh, it's so weird. How did it start? And I know you've probably done it a lot, so thank you for humoring us. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. It's but okay. What happened? I mean, this all started because suddenly in July 2022, I lost the majority of my life savings to one of these crypto collapses called Celsius Network. Turned out to be, I mean, the guy hasn't gone to trial yet, but I'm pretty sure it's a it's basically a Ponzi. But um. I left 3.1 Bitcoins and 11.6 ETH in this company called Celsius, which was worth about a quarter million dollars when I deposited it. Yeah. So it was a huge loss. And 
also around that time in my personal life, I was already, I was going through a breakup, which is like we touched on earlier. I'm currently single. I don't know. That's not that important to this podcast, <laughs> but I was just going through a rough time. Then I lost the majority of my life savings suddenly in July, 2022. And I, I just didn't know what to do with my thoughts, my feelings. I was waking up every morning with like panic attacks. And I was like, I need to channel this energy into something. Mm-hmm. I had no aspirations of being like a YouTuber or a social media person or an influencer or anything. But um, I just started posting on YouTube and Twitter about my losses. So my first video on YouTube is just, I lost over $200,000. Like That's the title of my first also, week. Also, did that coincide with the, was that like the crypto winter when everything tanked Basically, in like June? Yeah, it's like okay. Terra Luna went down, then Celsius went down. Celsius went down a couple months before FTX, but it was basically like dominoes that collapsed mm-hmm. around that time. And there was no warning whatsoever. There was no writing on the wall to like get your money out of there transfer it to Coinbase, well, transfer it to cold of, storage. Scams, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I mean, Terra Luna went down before Celsius did. Right. I'm going to be honest. I was not someone who was even remotely involved in the crypto space. Like I didn't, ch- I didn't use Twitter. I didn't use mm. YouTube or anything. So I wasn't looking this stuff up actively. I had just thrown some money in because greedily, I will admit, I liked the idea of making some passive income and Celsius offered yield to customers. Right. And I had been holding crypto for a really long time. I did get in very early. So I had a bunch of crypto, plopped it into this platform. So I wasn't actively like reading up like what's going on with Celsius, any any news right. about Celsius. For you, it was just a platform. To earn some yield. Yeah. Wait, they were, like the passive weren't income. they paying yield on like their own token? They, um, You could earn yield in their token, but for the most part, they were paying yield out in like whatever tokens you put in. So I was earning Bitcoin every month that I left Bitcoin in the platform. Wow. And, you know, obviously when there's yield, there's risk. But um, I mean, the yield on Bitcoin and ETH, it was like three to 5%, which didn't feel insane to me. Obviously, looking back in retrospect, horrible decision, wouldn't recommend. But uh, yeah, that's how this all started. I basically lost the majority of my savings, was going through a rough time and just started posting on YouTube and Twitter about my losses. And um, that first video, I had zero subscribers on YouTube, but it ended up getting like, I think like 80,000 views just in a not not too long a time frame. So I was like, hey, a lot of people must be looking this up. A lot of people who lost money are probably looking for answers. Mm-hmm. So I just started making updates on what was going on at Celsius. I was Googling it every day and collecting that information and making updates. That led to employees inside the company beginning to leak me information from inside the company. From inside Celsius. Yes. And before yeah. all this, just to be clear, you were you got in early to crypto, but you were not like a crypto influencer no, or anything like that. I honestly didn't to... give a fuck about crypto and I still am not a crypto evangelist. How early are we talking? I got Bitcoin my first Bitcoin I got in twenty eleven. Oh, oh wow. God. Okay. That's hey. On what plat on what Mount Goss? So no it, honestly I can't take the credit for this. I wasn't some genius. I was in high school in twenty eleven. Sure. I wasn't a genius one of my relatives was Bitcoin mining at the time. And he uh, gave me my first okay. Bitcoin as a Christmas gift. And I remember being like, what the fuck is this? I don't give a fuck that about that. That family member, is he, are they loaded? I think he's doing just fine. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you for not becoming a crypto evangelist because if I had a, if I had a Bitcoin in 2011, uh, I would be like, this is the future. <laughs> this, this entire show would be different. I would hope that if you were getting Bitcoin way back then, you would have had more than just one. Yeah. Because it would suck to only have one. Sure. I mean, I collected a couple over the years. Yeah. As Christmas gifts. And also Jesus. I ended up I ended up investing some of my own money into it, mostly because I was seeing the price raise and I was like, hey, maybe it wasn't so bad an investment or a gift at all. Maybe right. I should yeah. buy some more. So I did get in 
pretty early. But um, yeah, I mean, I find the people who are like evangelical about crypto to be kind of insufferable. So, so. for you, you just ha- you were just kind of sitting on a nice little nest egg that you it kind was of nice. Into. And I did over time end up putting a lot of my life savings into crypto. Right. So it is how it ended up okay. being such a massive chunk of my portfolio. Was it in part where were you influenced by that family member to keep putting money in? Oh, or he, at this he's point, a full Bitcoin maxi. Got he's it. constantly preaching to me about Bitcoin. <sighs> so. Good it's, for you. I'm such a prick that if like my cousin told, I'd be like, don't, I don't want this. Th- take it back. Oh, that's exactly <laughs> how I felt about it. But I remember in 2017, I was holding that Bitcoin and I saw it hit 20K and I was like, you know what? I was wrong. Yeah. I was wrong and you were right. I traded it. I ignored it. And then when it hit like a thousand, I thought, all right, I'll, I'll buy five. And I bought hey? five of them. And then I flipped it at like 1200 and I thought, ooh. And then, <laughs> and then now I'm like, God, <laughs> God it'd be it. nice to have five of those again. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, fuck me. But oh like my the God. amount of the amount of bullets you have to do- if you had one from 2011, the amount of bullets you have to dodge to hang yeah. on to that. Yeah. Is is that's the thing. Well, so that's the thing. I had diamond hands because I just didn't give a fuck about crypto. Like By I the way, to- she just hit a vape. Oh, I'm so sorry. Lo- no, no, we love it. I'm saying it for the audio listeners. Oh, I'm so I, sorry. I think it's great. I'm very unprofessional. Sorry. No, people get mad at me on my channel for vaping so much because people at this point, we haven't gotten to my whole story, but now some people think I'm like a legitimate, real professional journalist and they're like, this is very unprofessional of you. And I'm like, guys, I'm literally like sh- a shit poster in my bedroom. Like I'm yeah, hitting my vape. I love it. I'm so sorry she's for a, interrupting. She's, <laughs> she's a crypto and vape influencer. A, yes. I, and if anyone, if any vape companies want to sponsor me yes holding a jewel okay (laughs) continue i'm sorry um oh where did i leave off oh i mean i had i basically had diamond hands and didn't sell because i didn't give a fuck about it so right okay and you had all your money tied up in celsius everything went belly up you Mm -hmm. were very pissed and then and then you started getting connected with Celsius employees employees just began reaching out to me on anonymous Twitter accounts. I at first thought, oh, this is kind of bullshit. But then some of them sent me recorded, like secretly recorded internal all hands meetings. And I could hear the CEO's voice. Yeah. So I posted the first one with the New York Times. And then it just led to sort of a snowball effect of other employees just seeing me as the leak source. Yeah. Or who, who to give leaks to. So I ended up posting a lot of sort of big leaks about this just recently collapsed crypto company. Yeah. And that caught the attention of Sam Bakeman Freed. So Sam started following me on Twitter in September 2022, back when he was still the golden boy of crypto. I mean, this is when FTX was still Hanging thriving. Hanging with company. Bill Clinton, Tony Blair. Didn't he have a hand in Celsius crashing? There are conflicting thoughts on that. Like some some Celsius customers say that he was shorting sell token and stuff like that i mean but i don't think he was like the actual like cause of the collapse but maybe okay so he reaches out to you and says what i mean so he just started following me and at the time i had just started posting so i didn't have that big of a following so he was my first like sort of big high profile follower so i just dm'd him like Hey, thanks for the follow. I probably like, like, and I was like, oh, this is a big shot. Like, I didn't know that much about Sam. Like I said, I wasn't that invested in in the crypto space prior, but I'd obviously seen this guy's face. I'd seen his face on Forbes, on Fortune. I knew he was a big shot. So I was like, oh, thanks for the follow. Um, so we just exchanged a couple of messages that day, and I didn't think too much of it. And um, I think he he posted once that he was following me because I was posting Celsius leaks, and we didn't talk again until November. 2022 when FTX went down. Mm. So FTX obviously was a massive company, multi-billion dollar company. And he needed someone to talk to. I mean... He kind of couldn't help himself but (laughs) but talk. (laughs) He couldn't help himself but talk. He did did talk to a lot of people. But I think that I, I was one of the first interviews he gave. So I messaged him the day that FTX went down and I was... In my head, I was like... 
this guy's not going to respond to me. I'm not, I'm not a New York Times journalist. I'm not a Wall Street Journal person, whatever. Um, also, I think at that point, he shouldn't have been talking to anybody. So he shouldn't have? It, it was he the shouldn't right, have. Yeah. He I think have. his lawyers would have been like, oh, yeah. Maybe don't do that. He shouldn't have been talking to anyone. Yeah. I mean, this entire time he shouldn't have. Yeah. But um, yeah, he responded to me in a couple of days and was like, hey, free for the next hour or so for what it's worth, sent me his phone number. So we hopped on a phone interview. <laughs> like, Wasn't there funny stuff? Weren't you like on a date or something? And he, I was on a date. And yeah. Maybe. So Sam didn't respond to my first message for a couple of days. So I just went about my life and I already was like, this guy's not going to respond to me. Like he shouldn't be talking to anyone. Yeah. Um, so I was out on a date getting drinks at some Brooklyn dive bar. 1230 a.m. I look at my phone and I see the message from Sam free for the next hour or so for what it's worth with his phone number. And I'm like, I can't postpone on this guy. Like, this is a huge deal right. getting this oh, interview. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I can't postpone. I'm kind of drunk. Just ran. I, I showed my date. and My date actually is someone who I met doing this crypto coverage stuff and he had lost a bunch of money to FTX. Mm. So he was like, you Go talk to Sam. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So he was Ask him where the fuck my money is. Oh, <laughs> incredible. Which, yeah. which Brooklyn dive are we talking? Is this Charlene's? Ooh, we looked this we up because we're still friends and we talked on the phone. We were like, wait, what was the name of that dive bar? I know it was in walking distance to Rockarola. Oh, okay. And we were looking for something a little more quiet. So we just looked up bars near Rockarola and we walked to something a little more quiet. Mm, okay. But in that vicinity. So Commodore, I guess that's Williamsburg. Union Pool. It wasn't those. Union Pool is not Park. quite enough. Hang what was on, it? Gotta, Macri gotta, Park. <laughs> We got a helicopter. Got a little bit of a helicopter situation. I'm sure I could cool, ask though. him. It's cool. I mean, this isn't that important of a. No, 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 no. We like it because we love we love New York yeah, yeah. City. Um, <laughs> no, it was around Rockerola though. It wasn't Union Pool though. It wasn't Commodore, but we okay. looked something okay. up. Yeah. So you, you you rush home. You're drunk. Was he in? Where was he? Barbados? Or he was in the Bahamas. Bahamas. Still. Bahamas. Yeah. Bahamas. Yeah, and it's okay. funny because if you do listen to that first interview, you can hear waves crashing in the background. And oh, <laughs> wow, what a life God. this guy was living for uh, for oh. a few years. <laughs> he really was. He really was. Yeah. God, but I mean, I had never interviewed anyone in my life. Like, I wasn't a podcaster. I wasn't a journalist. So that was my first time ever interviewing mm-hmm. anyone. So I was just googling FTX bankruptcy and like was just looking at headlines so in my head i was just like okay let me just write little notes on like what the headlines are saying about ftx i wasn't prepared with questions hey all right that's, so you at know. this point he's still free <laughs> still not... free hadn't been indicted just yet okay yeah and and so what did you guys talk about then so we covered a lot of topics i basically to went over yeah like I, I i asked him most of the things i was seeing in the news but i think the one big i guess scoop that i got from that that I didn't realize was even a scoop was that he admitted to me that he donated, he he claimed equal amounts of money to Republicans as he did, as he donated to Democrats, right. but he donated the money to Republicans dark. Hmm. Because I he said journalists will freak out because they're also yes, liberal or whatever. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. What, what, what's, why did he bring the, like, what's the point? I, I, I don't even know why he told me that but i didn't know. yeah well, i didn't know it was such a big scoop because sam was going on and off the record and i did remove everything he said was off the record okay but that was on the record so it, since he said it so forthcomingly i was like oh maybe that's publicly known like i didn't realize that this was like a massive scoop oh. yeah so in the following days after i ended up posting that well i actually held on to the interview for a couple of weeks because i was like am i supposed to write an article about it i don't know what to do with yeah how did you end up posting it a video or an article i posted it as a an audio interview on YouTube. <laughs> so, mm. and I, I posted like in, initially with CoffeeZilla and then oh, he sure. linked. So oh, he yeah. took a few clips from it and then he linked to my video. Um, so, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like know how 
it would be received. But yeah, that that dark donations thing got Sam into a bunch of shit because it got cited in the Federal Elections Commission uh, or committee or whatever um, complaint against him. And then that kind of turned into one of his eight initial criminal charges. And I really genuinely didn't actually know that that was such a weighty piece of information at the time because he was so open about it. Hey, guys, this episode is sponsored by none other than Blue Chew. Let's talk about Sex, Let's S-E-X, sex, sex. Baby. Hey guys, you remember the days when you were always ready to go? For some of you, you're still ready to go. Brother, do I remember the days. Man, I love those days, always ready to go. I'm talking about having sex, guys. Remember that? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, it's called BlueChew.com. And you might be thinking, what the hell is BlueChew? BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. This'll be you. Nom, 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 nom. You're eating those things up. You can take them anytime, day or night, it doesn't matter, so you can plan ahead, or you can be ready whenever an oppor- a sexy opportunity arises. The process is simple, and listen, guys, I'm not above telling you. I've done, I've used it. I did. A friend of mine said, hey, you should try this thing. And I was like, you know what? Fine. I will. So I went to bluechew.com. I did the consultation. You're looking at, I, I'm, I swear, I did. And uh, I, you consult with one of the licensed medical providers, and I got approved just like you will. And then you receive your prescription within days. It comes in discreet packaging so the mailman doesn't know that you're having sex. Uh, it's just between you and God. And that's a federal employee. You do not want them knowing you have sex, okay? So that's they're taking care of you on that one. Yeah, it's great because it's all online. There's no awkward doctor visits, uh, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Their tablets, blue juice tablets, are made in the USA. They're prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. Uh, you, you know, you might be asking, does it work? Maybe try it for yourself and Maybe see. Maybe try it for yourself. Oh, Maybe... Uh, Maybe a little wink will will tell you if it works. But Did here's the deal. That? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And yeah. we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code BAES at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code BAES B A E S to receive your first month free. Visit blue bluechew.com for more details and important safety information and we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Yeah. So he fucked up by not saying that's off the record. Yeah. And then you not knowing that it was so incriminating put it out there and it ends up I being I really didn't part had of I known case. I'm going to be honest like I know a lot of people fucking hate Sam Bigman Freed but I don't know if I would have shared it if I know, knew that it was going to like get him a like a criminal charge. Well, uh, yeah, but I mean, there were so many I other mean, he was going to do it to someone. I mean, at this point, while you're going through all this, me and Ben, uh, we were hosting a different show at the time, but it was just called something different, very similar. But we were uh, dying at all of the clips that he would just go. I mean, I think there was an ABC News one where he did that crazy pause where. Oh, yeah. Just, oh, my God. <clears throat> and he was repeating and, the words back to himself. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean. <laughs> He was going to leak this no matter what. No, uh, like he, that's true. He had to get it out. That's true. He, <laughs> he had was, to tell he people. He was like, I need to tell people I've been doing elections fraud as well. Uh, the people need to know. I think it's, the, I I think it's the result of Adderall because Adderall will do that to you. <laughs> do you think? I, told, I've t- I think I told the story. Yeah, I did because she ended up finding, she ended up hearing it and reaching out to me. 
there, I, I was so high on Adderall in college one day that I saw this girl that I barely knew from years prior. Mm-hmm. And I saw her on MySpace and she was posting all these party pictures. And I just was so high. I was like, I got to tell her right now how much she sucks. <laughs> so I wrote her. It was on MySpace. I wrote her this long email just saying like, hey, Brittany, you think you're so fucking cool? Well, guess what? You're not. You're actually, you know, you think you're so cool going to all these parties? Well, guess what? You're not. You're, not. you're stupid. You fucking, you just for no reason, out of nowhere. And then the next day. Meanwhile, I, you're like cracked out in bed. You're like, yeah, do you think you're it so was, cool? It was the middle of the day. It wasn't even nighttime. I had no excuse And then, other than the fucking Adderall. And then the next day, I check, I log on and she's written me back and she goes, she just put me in my place. She said, wow, Ben, I didn't know that I was so... Uh, uncool please next time you you know she just totally put me in my place and I just was I wrote back just like I'm so sorry I don't know what to tell you other than I was really high on Adderall and uh, but yeah it's that kind of I want to be clear Adderall doesn't do that to I know, me I was and I say, also, I've never heard anyone react <laughs> that way to Adderall doesn't. and I've also never had the urge to commit elections fraud on Adderall true, so. true. no no I'm not talking about true. I'm talking about his desire no, yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, share to talk it. to talk because yeah it, I don't I, think I react that way to Adderall though no. I mean I just want to study and clean and shit it was but. a one off but I, I'm yeah. glad you take it and you're like man I'm gonna let a motherfucker know right now <laughs> yeah I, I think it's because I was in the middle of uh, studying and I just felt like I'm not doing anything fun with my life and I'm 20 years old or whatever and you you do you guys remember the cobra snake no there's this photographer this do you remember him there's this famous photographer in in LA in New York who would go to parties all the time like every single day there was mm-hmm. a party and he just would bring his camera and just take pictures of all these hot people and then they'd get posted the next day on his website mm-hmm. and she was posting she was going to these parties and posting these pictures and I was like were you jealous? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you were yeah, just jealous. I jealous. That's what it was. I was jealous and pissed off. And yeah, anyway. So it sounds like he was high on Adderall. Like, so I understand. Just, so you yes. understand where Sam is coming from. I do. From. I do a little bit because sometimes you just want to spill your guts. And Dan, if maybe, you ever get in some shit, I'm going to call your lawyer and be like, keep the Adderall away from him. That kid this man's going to sing like a canary. Well, I think that he probably thought that the more I share the more people are going to see that i'm not guilty yeah well that's it for me it feels way less anything like like the adderall thing but it maybe feels like a control thing where he was like desperate to control the narrative narrative and be like okay this is so out of control everyone is talking about how this thing imploded blaming me Mm -hmm. let me get out in front of all this and get my story out but instead it just obviously was going to make everything way way worse yes yes i would agree that that was probably his viewpoint yeah. on all of this but yes it did make things way way worse <laughs> insane like yeah just so was there were there more interviews that you then yeah. did with him that so you guys up- were like in constant contact throughout well this yeah. entire- i mean so we had that first phone call and a few days after that first phone call i hadn't posted it yet but i messaged him again i was like hey do you want to do another phone call and he was like yeah let's do another so i had two interviews with him and this was two weeks before he went on his media tour so this was two weeks before he went on the new york times dealbook summit uh uh, good morning america etc so this was when he was still being silent yeah some of your interviews probably ended up in some of the like as as some of the questions that some of these more mainstream journalists read yeah yeah. i think so some of these mainstream journalists are seething just like who is this fucking well, girl dude, they're, they're getting high on adderall and telling you you're a bitch the fuck is this? 
<laughs> just like I did. Oh, I, 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 that's kind of what I assumed. Well, because I didn't know if I was going to post the actual audio of the interview. And I started posting written forms of some things he had said to me. But obviously, I was someone with not a huge following, wasn't known like as a journalist or anything. So a lot of people were just saying like, this girl, you really talk to Sam Bakeman fried like you're full of shit. So I was like, I don't know. I guess I have to post the actual audio. Mm. So then I heard he was going to do the New York Times Dealbook Summit. And I was like, all right, I'm going to front run the New York Times Dealbook Summit. So I did post it the day before the New York Times Dealbook Summit. So I probably took some of their questions. Sorry. I'm Incredible. so sorry to Andrew Ross Sorkin. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> I think he'll be okay. I think you do a good job. And I'm nothing fair to him. But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that's so that second interview. What kind of what kind of shit did he get himself in trouble for this time? The second one, I think, I think it got less press attention than the first one. Mm-hmm. He did say some not amazing things on that either. But um, yeah, we just talked on the phone for quite some time, and I didn't. E- he didn't even go off the record for part of it, but I just removed it because it was just like we were just chatting about our personal lives, like we were just talking like about what it's like to live in the Bahamas, and yeah loneliness and how he was feeling and stuff so I, I removed that part of it but um i think it established some sort of a friendly rapport like yeah. so I, I think we became sort of moderately friendly on that so um but um since since that one scoop did get him into a lot of trouble i was like i don't really expect to hear from sam again like after after i kind of got into deep shit but um then he went off on the media tour and then he was arrested in the bahamas he was extradited to the united states yeah i heard he had a bad time in the bahamas jail he did have a bad time in the bahamas jail. why because he didn't get it because it's just an awful experience it's like uh if you look up the jail he was in sorry am i banging you with my chair um Uh, it's like infested with rats Mm -hmm. and roaches and Mm -hmm. it's just very dirty they Mm -hmm. obviously he he's couldn't get his adderall or his medication well that's another yeah he's very he seems like quite a needy prisoner. He's got yeah. his uh, vegan. veganism. Vegan, he's got his vegan his meds. meal yeah. options, his meds, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Which I get. And um, I can't imagine that the uh, the Bahamians... Well, and I think initially oh, yeah. he didn't the want to be extradited. He told me that he was like, they didn't even know what a vegan was. Yeah. So he didn't have, <laughs> didn't I, have an easy time. I think initially he wanted to not get extradited to the U.S. And then he got put in the Bahamian jail and yes. he was like, you he know was what? Like, I'll actually I'll do the extradition. <laughs> you can extradite me. <laughs> Maybe just bring me home boys. <laughs> That's basically what happened. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But like, so he was extradited and he was released on a $250 million bond, which I think is one of the largest in us history. Um, but I was like, okay, this guy's not going to reach out to me. Obviously the first interview got you in some hot water. And I thought that was the last of it, but I was like, oh cool. I got two huge interviews. But, um, the day that he landed back at home, I just ran. I woke up the next day to a text from Sam. I was just like, Hey, finally back online. Like just totally out of the blue. <laughs> so yeah, he contacted me like the day that he got back um to his parents' house in Palo Alto, California. And we went back and forth a little bit. And then I was like, I'm just gonna shoot my shot again, yet again. Like yeah. I didn't expect to get the first interview, but I was like, Hey, are you allowed visitors? And I was like, I didn't think that someone being charged with like eight charges from the criminal I don't know, from the DOJ is gonna be allowed visitors casually. But he was like, Yep, I'm allowed visitors. I'd be happy to see you at at his parents' house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so, were you back in New York at this point? Um, where was I at that time? I think I was in Las Vegas. Okay. But I was actually going to go to San Francisco for my sister and her husband live in San Francisco, so okay. I was going to go there for Christmas. And that's around the time that he got back to his parents' house. Okay. So I was like, "Oh, I'm actually going to be in San Francisco around Christmas. Are you allowed visitors?" And he said yes. So I visited him for the first time on December 27th. So two days after Christmas, 2023, 2022. 2022. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And at this point, what are his spirits like? 
that was right after he'd been released from the Bahamian prison. And he basically told me, like, I've been going insane. Like, I've been going mad. Yeah. Um, mostly due to, like, the lack of communication with the outside world. He said he was going crazy because he was like, I've never been in a situation where I have thoughts that I'd like to say to people or put out in the world. And you just can't do that. Yeah. So he was really struggling. Um, What's the parents' house like? His parents' house. I feel like people expect it to be really ostentatious, but it's kind of a normal house. I mean, not too dissimilar from where we are, but bigger. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. large, but it wasn't ostentatious. Like the the de- the the decor and everything like that was kind of like normal house. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, no I'm worries. kind of um, obsessed with his parents. I uh, oh yeah, uh, I love them. Uh, I, Did you meet them? <laughs> I have met them really briefly. Like when, when I'd be at Sam's house, there were, there were a couple of times where they'd kind of like accidentally pop their head into Cause we'd usually sit in this study, I guess, office study. And his parents would sometimes pop their head in and be like, Hey Sam. And then they'd see I was in there and then they would just shut the door. Oh, <laughs> so they weren't, they didn't love me. And then, um, yeah. And then I had an interaction with Sam's mom during trial and she made clear that she does not, not, not like me. Whoa. That was she much say? later. Um, she said that I wrote a very unfortunate article about Sam, but I don't really write articles, so I wasn't sure if she was confusing me for someone else, but um, she doesn't like me. So. I feel like it's impossible to not write an unfortunate article about Sam. I know, that's what I'm Sam. saying. It's I'm like, kind of like, <laughs> right? I'm kind of like, I don't, I don't, I don't, do I don't know how you can. you do, lady? I, know, like, <laughs> I can't really say he's innocent, so yeah. I, don't, I don't know. So she wasn't a fan. But, uh, but I also just find them so crazy. Like, so they're both law professors, I think. Yes, they're both Stanford and law professors. Just some of their own behavior throughout the trial. I'm like, are these the stupidest fucking law professors in the world? I, I, I just, I don't understand. <laughs> but do you think like, any examples come into mind I'm, for you? It's so long ago well, now. The but dad's just, demands of like wanting. Oh, a, uh, yes, an like exactly. And, like, um, and them coming to him and being and them being pissed and wanting more, like wanting a bigger house in the Bahamas and yes. all this fucking shit. And you're like. What the fuck is going on, dude? I agree These with that. These people need to be in jail. Yeah, like, it's insane to me that they're not in any kind of trouble. I know. I mean, I think that there's a lawsuit against them. FTX as a company is suing them, but I mean, yeah. other than that, I don't think they've been indicted or anything like that. Yeah, that stuff didn't look great. I mean, like, yeah, the dad straight up asked for like millions of dollars or something yeah. like that. I mean, granted, if my son was SBF, I'd be doing the same. Thing. I'd be like, <laughs> hey, like, can't son, blame him. give me a couple so that's, dollars. I think that's the thing with the whole SBF thing is that it's it's a lot of these guys who got rich very quickly. I think they're smart in a specific way where they like knew a lot about this very specific thing, but they haven't been around that long and they didn't have a lot of the things in place that could have protected them. Totally. So there's like a lot of like institutional, um, like more establishment finance people who get away with things because they do everything right. Mm -hmm. And it's just bizarre to me that two Stanford law professors wouldn't be like, Hey, there's some ways you can protect yourself here. And not only yourselves, ourselves, they're just like fully like, yep, let's jump in the shit and just fucking, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want a fucking million dollar Bahamas house. I want, and you're like, what is going on? Totally, man. It corrupts. Absolutely. So then it's kind of like, I don't want to like accuse them of being, guilty of things but i'm kind of like is it no, just you like can. you blind you them here. <laughs> it's like okay yeah like willfully turning a blind eye to like yeah, things that sure. are going on when you guys are clearly like the adults in the room i yeah. don't know it's it's a little sketchy so you're at the parents house was that the last time you saw him before he went away um yeah i visited prison. him pretty i visited him quite a few times over house arrest like, wow yeah how many times uh i haven't been giving exact counts but i guess oh, it's already what... in the rolling stone thing it mm-hmm. was like over over 10 so wow wow i visit him pretty regularly i mean it's a weird 
I would say that I consider Sam a friend. Like we, sure. yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what Sam would say publicly about it or anything, but like I consider Sam a friend and I, I would assume that he to some degree considers me a friend. And I think he just kind of needed a listening ear during that time. And this was before he actually went to trial and all the evidence came out. So like at the time, I didn't assume that everything he said was the truth. Um, but I also was like, let me hear you out and then I'm going to go to your trial, which I did. And then I'm going to hear out the other side. So I was willing to listen to him. And, um, he like his closest friends throughout his life were the people that testified against him. So he just didn't really have any friends throughout that period. So yeah. we did sort of become friends, which I guess is not the most favorable thing to say publicly, but it's not like you befriended fucking Hitler or Mussolini or something. That's true. That's true. Yeah, unless the same, you if you're watching right would. now, you, you, our DMS are open. You can, uh, he wouldn't be allowed to come on the show, huh? We I don't can, think so. We can maybe yeah. Skype him in. He's very point. incarcerated, yeah. so <laughs> I don't think he'd be allowed. <laughs> I mean, did you guys have some like extremely intense moments? I mean, you were hanging out with him a bunch while he was looking down the barrel of a hundred and some yeah. odd years in prison. I mean, we did have a lot of conversations about like the prospect of him potentially being in prison for life, and there were some like quite emotional moments. I'm sure. I know the public doesn't take kindly to ever sort of sympathizing with or empathizing with Sam, but on a human level, I mean, of course I was going over there pretty frequently and I do see him as like a human being. And I know people get mad at that statement, but he he is a human being. So yeah, we had a lot of like kind of intense conversations and he's definitely a human being and it's definitely, uh, it's an odd thing. I mean, I don't, it's, I don't like root for anyone to have awful things happen to them. I think he did. I also think it's a weird example of, you know, there's so many financial crimes that go unpunished. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. people obviously get very riled up and are like, good, finally we're getting someone. And, mm-hmm. um, but I think hitting him with a huge punishment is not anywhere near as effective as going after a bunch of people at the same time and giving them prison sentences or what is something closer to like five to 10 years rather than giving one guy like 175 years. I completely Um, agree. There are so many things going on and like, of course this high profile one, like they have to do something about, but there's so many things going on that just go um, unpunished. Totally. I mean, I think he's going to get an insane sentence because this is so high profile, which doesn't feel necessarily fair if you compare it to other crimes or, and I'm also, I mean, People don't take kindly to this, but I'm like, I personally don't want anyone to get a life sentence who's like a nonviolent criminal. I mean, you guys might disagree, but I'm kind of like the people I want to see in prison for life are like pedophiles. Well, I don't know if I can say that word. You I can think say you could, pedophile. Pedophiles. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's controversial to say I want pedophiles okay. behind bars. <laughs> We've been like cursing the whole time and I'm like, pedophiles. Yeah, but you like, can say that. Yeah, pedophiles are like murderers and sure. things like that. So I mean, yeah, exactly. Rapist. So, I mean, like, to me, I'm kind of like, Sam is facing 115 years, and I think that if he gets the max, that's that seems unfair to me. What is your assessment of what he did wrong or where he went wrong? I mean, Sam, he did misuse a lot of customer funds mm-hmm. and did he didn't funnel them into his own bank accounts to spend on strippers, yachts, or parties, but he did spend a lot of money on Political donations, right. illiquid venture investments, like, and, and some of those illiquid venture investments have actually done quite well since the bankruptcy. Like, he invested $500 million into Anthropic, which obviously has gone up a lot since AI has gone kind of crazy since then. What is Anthropic? I don't know. It's an AI company. Okay. Yeah. So that that's done really well. And it was one of FTX's largest investments. So yeah, to me, 500 honestly- 500 million? 500 Holy mil. Holy shit. Yeah. So I think it's now worth like close to 
three, two or three bill. So that that's actually why FTX customers are ultimately being made whole. Maybe the DOJ should have let him cook. So that's the thing. (laughs) 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 But that's the thing. There was certainly a misuse of customer funds, but it's not as straightforward a fraud as, I don't know, uh, some other criminals who did actually just funnel a bunch of money into their own bank accounts. It was like a lot of misuse of funds. So I'm not going to like vouch for the guy's innocence or anything, but it to me ethically feels I don't know if that's, this sounds good, but it feels less bad than people who are actually funneling money to just enrich their lives. I think that Sam is that. a bit delusional and he actually thought that he could just double or triple this money. That's why he was making all these illiquid venture investments. Obviously, that was not right to do. I do not condone his be- behavior. But um, I think he, in his head, didn't think that anyone was going to get hurt or I, I don't think he considered it stealing. That's what his- I think, too. I think that he reached such a point where... <sighs> Money just doesn't become real, and it's like points in a video game. Yes. And you're just you're, and when enough people surrounding you tell tell you you're a genius, yes, and you get all these profiles about how you are the second coming of yes. uh, money Christ or whatever, uh, you really he. I mean, I'm sure he already believed it anyway because of what he did with the whole Bitcoin arbitrage and mm-hmm. Jane Street and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He was already somewhat of a wonderkind, and yeah. then he. Yeah, they just, I mean, it they was, trust me with all this money. Why? Why shouldn't I go use it in other ways? It, it would just get bogged down in all sorts of red tape if I were to have to do it the appropriate way. So I'll just do it, and nobody will know, and everybody will be happy at the end of the day. That's kind of how I view the situation as well, like the exact same way. And like, it's like I think that he was kind of delusional and reckless, but I'm also like, I can almost psychologically understand how someone in his position might become super overconfident like oh yeah from day one you're being told you're you're gonna be the world's first crypto trillionaire and you're like that yeah a genius wonderkind like i can kind of see how he became way too overconfident especially mm-hmm. putting his his uh his girlfriend in charge of trading billions of <clears throat> like that mis- that i feel like that was quite a big domino to fall because yes. then her losses ended up having to get covered by like it feels like that was a big well, which is ultimately his fault because it was his decision to put her yeah. in such a position. But yeah. I still think he's a sicko. Um, I I feel like there's a lot of uh, SBF apology going on. Hey, right now. I mean that and is I, the po- the popular sentiment is that he's a sicko. So. I'm not being an apologist. I'm just saying that I understand. I don't understand, and I I think um, I think his whole thing with the like effective altruism mm-hmm. and like I just need. I just need many more billions of dollars so I can like shape the world around me into uh-huh. like what I believe it can be and stuff is just like he's just like that's like superhero oh, I think it's super a, villain. I think it's a yeah. delusional viewpoint. I actually think the EA thing is true because some people think that he was just saying he was in EA because it was like as a PR statement. I actually think it's true because he like he won't stop talking about EA. Like every Still, conversation, even, even just private, like if we're just talking one on one, just nonstop talks about EA. Like he's really obsessed with it, even from jail. And uh, oh. I don't know if I want to say that, but anyway, um, yeah, he talks about EA nonstop, uh, but, and he showed me some of his, like, he had like these blogs from 2011, 2012, where he was like writing about like where your dollar can be best spent. Like if you donate that dollar. So I actually think he believed in EA, hmm. but to a delusional extent to where I think that he was sort of like an ends justify the means kind of person where he was like, yeah, I need these billions of dollars. And I'm kind of like, at what point would you stop? At what point is it? enough money i don't know it's i think he's kind of delusional but yeah i don't know it's just like the whole silicon valley ethos like to the max of like we can solve all these problems with just like efficiency uh you know we just will teach every 
homeless dog to code and it's like they're all just so fucking stupid Wait, and they don't realize how stupid they are because oh, they're because they know a lot about one thing yeah mm-hmm. and they're like well i know a lot about this one thing like and a lot of people respect me for that i have good ideas about everything yeah so you should give me all of the money yeah. and i should fix all the problems yeah and i'm not an ea i don't agree with all that yeah like, Silicon does, Valley shit. does he now does he ever uh does he ever lament about uh how if he had just been able to hold on a little bit longer, this all would have just been because like part of it was the fact that crypto was tanked. tanked yes. And by now he'd be totally fine. I mean, to probably. be honest, I mean, one of the things he said is his biggest regrets is my biggest regret is filing for chapter 11 bankruptcy, which sounds like delusional. And when he would say that to me, I'm like, that's fucking delusional. You had to file for chapter 11 bankruptcy, yeah. but he's probably correct in that. If he had managed to like, just, hold out for this many months obviously crypto has gone up so much yeah i think the company would have been fine obviously i don't think that everything he did at the company was kosher so it basically is kind of like yeah you you would have hidden the fraud but exactly so i'm like i'm not unaware of that but i'm kind of like you're probably right in that if you didn't file for chapter 11 the company would itself be fine and liquid probably so I can see how he regrets it, but it obviously is like not probably not the piece that the public wants to hear that he regrets. Yeah. And um, just speaking of hate, God, excuse me. I noticed that you get a lot of hate. About what? All sorts of things. (laughs) Like what is the number one thing that you get hate for when you're posting about this stuff? I mean, during Sam's trial, I was really, I tried to be very unbiased. Like I think now I'm kind of being more forthcoming and saying that like, yeah, I think that we became friends. Mm -hmm. Um. So, but during the trial, I think I was pretty unbiased. Like now I get hate for saying that, like, I don't, I don't think he deserves a life sentence. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, what else? I mean, people don't like that. I'm like unprofessional. I think people, now that I've gotten so many things that are, I guess are considered publicly as like big scoops. I think people think that I'm an actual professional journalist. Mm -hmm. So people get mad at me for vaping. People get mad at me for cursing or being giggly or whatever. But I'm like, I'm literally just doing, like, I started doing this from my fucking bedroom. I have no background in journalism or anything like that. Uh, so i don't know what does that friendship look like exactly though because you're clearly when you hang out with him you do have somewhat of an agenda right it is kind of tough yeah because i feel like ultimately it's like yeah i want to get information and you're both getting something from the other yeah it doesn't feel like a traditional friendship it's very strange (laughs) i've even asked sam on a phone call once like do you consider me like an actual friend or is this more like you want to get a narrative out? Mm-hmm. Like, do you, are you kind of using me? And Sam was like, yeah, I consider you a friend with some caveats. And I was like, what is that? Fucking-? So it is a strange. Well, if Sam, if yeah. Sam said to you, uh, I want to continue being friends, but we, you cannot publish anything that we talk about anymore. Would you guys still hang out? I would still talk to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just partially, I think it's, interesting like i'm personally interested in it and like i guess i could cover whatever i want i'm not working for anyone no one's assigned me to cover ftx but i mean like i find it interesting as someone who lost money and then like uh, since i have already spent so much time learning about this case and everything like that i find it interesting so i'd still want to talk to him i mean it's incredibly interesting it's the i mean you were with someone who i don't know do you guys ever have those dreams where you know something um something awful happens unspeakable happens where and in your dream you have the feeling of my life is different now like i'm i'll probably go to jail or whatever oh, yeah, and then of and then you wake mm-hmm. up and you go 
Oh, good mm-hmm. God. Drive my car yeah, to I, a farmer's market. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and you wake up and you go, oh, my God, thank God it didn't happen. Yeah. And, but. But the farmer's market is this Saturday. What if I accidentally but, do? <laughs> but basically, you've been, you've been hanging out with someone who has been in the stage of going like, Jesus Christ, I it hope really I wake up happen. soon because this is exactly. Oh, yeah. I've actually asked him, like, does this all feel like a dream? And he's been like, it. he's he's actually said things like, the past like five years have felt like a dream. Oh, I'm sure. Like, like even the, the, the highs and the and lows. The fall. Sure. And I think it's psychologically really interesting, honestly. So like, it's not like I'm just looking at Sam as like a fucking like psychological case to pick apart, but like I've never met anyone that's gone through any of this. So I find sure. it personally fascinating and that's why I'm still covering it. Like, honestly, I'm not covering it at this point on social media because I think it's like a hot news topic. Mm-hmm. I mean, the story's kind of dead. He was already convicted. When I posted that photo, the prison photo, I didn't actually realize it was going to go that viral i kind of was like people don't really care about this case anymore i thought it was going to get like a lot of views or whatever but i didn't think it was going to go like crazy mm-hmm. um but yeah I, i'm i'm covering it because i'm still interested in it and um so i'd still talk to him even if he was like you gotta stop talking about this or if i couldn't talk about it. can you visit him at mdc he's i don't think currently getting any visitors that aren't his parents or his lawyers but i mean i hope that we're still on good enough terms after prison because i would be really interested in like how he's feeling and sure doing and yeah i don't know i see this kind of stuff does get me some backlash like people are going to be like you are naive like think that i completely believe him or believe that he's innocent or um um i've also gotten well since some people know that i've lost money to another crypto collapse people are like you're friends with sam so you have stockholm syndrome i'm like that's also not the definition of stockholm yeah. syndrome yeah, no, but no, you like, also don't think he's innocent i think you think maybe that he, he doesn't deserve as harsh of a that's the thing i mean like i've been trying to understand if i actually see him as a malicious evil person and i think there are some truly malicious evil people out there who do set out to harm others for their own personal gain and i just don't see him that way does that mean he's legally innocent no, right. but I don't think he's like the kind of person who actually set out to harm others so that he could buy a super yacht. I think it's, uh, I think criminal negligence yeah. is a big part of it. And yeah. I do think, uh, yeah, there was obviously some like, I think it's pretty well documented, like intent to deceive his investors yes. and the public. I think, which I think that's the pro- right. Yes. Like, <clears throat> I think it's easy to be like, oh, he didn't mean anything bad by it. But yes, that neglect for any kind of mm-hmm. uh duty of care for you know the people's money he's taking and stuff like that you're just like yeah fuck this guy yeah i think, <laughs> yeah. I think appropriate- uh, and that 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 mindset is so pervasive in so many in the financial sector that it's it's awful it's it's not yeah. um i don't think a lot of those guys a lot of those guys are like oh i want to fuck people over today i want to go into the office and just like fuck people's shit up they want to they want to make money and they want to take big bets and they want to they want to get they want to have more money to play with yeah i think that's true uh i think someone like him i i and this is what i predict will happen he'll probably get 20 to 25 years and they'll plead it down or he'll get out in 15 on good behavior or something like that and then obviously he'll be barred for life from ever i think trading certainly securities and things like that that punishment um, sounds vaguely fair to me. I mean, I just don't see a need for a life sentence, but like, I mean, up to 115 years. So obviously, like, I don't know, anything close to that number is just life. Yeah. But uh, 2025 20, seems fair to me. We'll find out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So does he think, does he really feel like, oh, all my friends, at a, all the people who testified against him, he doesn't, he still doesn't feel like he did anything wrong. He's just like, oh, they turned on me to save their own asses. I mean, I feel like he generally feels sort of understanding of people testifying against him. He's sure. like, oh, yeah, they need to save their own asses. 
even even when I posted that um the the political donations thing and he got in trouble, he was just like, oh, it's okay. He's a very like kind of understanding person, so I feel like he is, wasn't like necessarily mad that people testified against him. He sounds like a very strange dude. Uh, he's a strange, he's incredibly dude. strange. I watched the the whole G Lock video Same. and. It, just his description of Sam, you're like, oh, he's a very weird guy. Uh, like he's he talks strange. about his sense of humor and stuff that he doesn't really crack jokes. He'll occasionally kind of just, I, I don't know, kind of politely laugh. But other than that, he's like, I've heard Sam laugh genuinely a few times, but he has like kind of like dirty, sick sense of humor, which I think I is kind of that. funny. Like, yeah. I mean, he <laughs> was in a he was in a, a polycule, and those kind of people <laughs> strike me as, oh yeah. Did you guys ever talk he about that? Gonna, I don't think he was really in a polycule. Okay, he told me what? Okay, interesting. He told that's me like one of the most damning pieces of gossip out there. That's said, the real fraud. Yeah, that's, that's the, the real, real fraud. fraud. <laughs> <laughs> he told me that a bunch of people who were living in that Bahamian apartment, like Caroline Ellison and all of them, a bunch of a couple of them were previously polyamorous prior to arriving in, at, prior to working at FTX, but that when they were living in that. Um, apartment that they were all coupled up so like he was with caroline ellison mm. but i was like so did you have orgies he's like oh no never like he's never had an orgy and i i i kind of believe him i mean I've, I've asked him about that stuff a lot like i don't i don't think that they were they were in a polycule at that time i think that the, a lot of them were polyamorous like caroline ellison has written about polyamory so apparently that's where the rumors started yeah. on her on her blog she had written about polyamory before oh man i love those days just Pouring through that tumbler. <laughs> I mean, just that was insane. That it, that was insane. Uh, that was insane. Can you do? Can you uh, give us a little taste of how his laugh sounds? Can you oh do God, a good impression this? of it? Oh my God! What does his laugh sound like? <laughs> uh, I'm guessing. I'm guessing it's. <laughs> I have no idea. I feel like it sounds like like when you'd write H E H like. <laughs> is it a he 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 or a he? I feel like it's like he he he. Oh, I don't know. You do hear him laugh really infrequently. It's mostly like really sick humor, like really sick jokes. Sure. Like I did. Yeah. What was something? Okay. Red flag. <laughs> <laughs> I have sick humor though, so I don't he know. He seems very nine gag coded. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? He's like about? kind of like an immature sense of humor. Yeah, I could see kind that. Of funny. Uh, so <laughs> my favorite. I just want to share a couple. From the G Lock interview, I oh. just on the topic of um, his life sentence going up against potential life sentence. I love how he said, "How can you give someone?" He talks about how Sam can't make eye contact, and he said, "How can you give someone life oh, yeah. who can't even make eye that contact?" Was right, with yeah, you? <laughs> and I, I thought that that was profound. It's like, kind of profound. G Lock is he's onto something. Like, how can you give someone life who can't even look you in the eyes? <laughs> And that then is- he and then he said he didn't know what he was doing was illegal, <laughs> which is a good defense. Um, <laughs> which is a good defense. <laughs> His lawyer should have tried that. I, I really <laughs> did. I man, G-Lock seems uh, G-Lock seems fun. Wait, you He's live like in New York, right? I'm moving. I I move, I move there on and off. Like every few months, I go Got back it. to New York. But I was going to say you must be able to hang out with him all. I the just time, hung right? out with him like last week. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> Okay. What do He's you guys do? I'm <laughs> a new criminal buddy. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to get him a new, I'm trying to get him a laptop. I do feel bad for him. Sure. I mean, he's an ex-convict. He got into gangs when he was 13 years old. He grew up in the Bronx in the projects or something. I don't know too much about that life, to be totally honest. But he got in the gang when he was 13, and he's like been in and out of jail since then. And 
I mean, he says he wants to turn his life around. I'm not going to vouch for whether or not that's true, but I hope that he's able to at least have the resources of having like a fucking laptop to actually yeah, work from sure. and stuff like that. So I'm trying to get him a laptop. He could write a book about his time in, uh, oh, in I mean, jail with Tuesdays with Sam. Tuesdays with yeah. Sam. Yeah. Well, cause, and, and yeah, and then he was talking about the, uh, I, I know that you, he was just saying a lot. Well, it's already out there, but he was talking about how Sam, Sam's best friend, Sam's best friend is a, as a, Wait, also, he said one of his friends in jail is uh, the president of Honduras? Oh, what apparently the, the president of Honduras is just in jail with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just, he casually mentioned, he's like, oh yeah, his best friend is a is a pedophile cop from here in New York, and then the uh, the uh, the president of Honduras. And it's, <laughs> you did, I'm like, what the fuck? What is he, what is he in there for? Did I actually haven't looked that one up. I should look that one up. Yeah, I Jesus. don't know. And he's helping him do legal work? Oh, I think it had something to do with drug, helping like cartel members or something like uh, that. Ah, yeah, yeah, okay. That's something right. like that. Well, Sam is giving people investment advice, which I don't know if that's, uh, that feels like, maybe don't take that guy's advice. <laughs> uh, I think that he probably still has good ideas, especially in the crypto space. Um, man, I, I'd, I'd pay a nickel to hear his Hey, honestly, advice. some of his investments that he made, like those illiquid investments that kind sure. of like led to the demise of FTX are now doing pretty well. It's like Anthropic. Yeah. Anthropic is now doing pretty well. Do you so. know any others? Um, Solana, I think, is kind of Solana's up. Solana's up. Yeah. yeah, so honestly, a lot of his investments are doing well. I, I don't know if I'd take all of his investment advice either, but some of them are not doing too badly. Yeah, so <laughs> are all of his personal bank accounts just fully zeroed out or are they frozen Sam or what sent me a he sent me a screenshot of his bank account uh-huh. and it had two hundred thousand dollars in it but i'm also kind of like i'm not gonna vouch and say that's his only bank account as sure. like a multi-billionaire i'm kind of like this guy's an open book he's just fucking what is i mean at this point on? why wouldn't you be i don't <laughs> He's 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 already it's already done right. He's just waiting for sentencing. Yeah, he's waiting he... for sentencing. Yeah, I mean, just to have a modicum of privacy <laughs> while your fucking life is being destroyed. I know it was shocking to me too. I mean, he claimed because I was like, Sam, you probably shouldn't be talking so much. But he was like, well, you know, they tell that to people because they're worried that their stories won't line up with the truth. But I'm just telling the truth. So I mean, like, yeah, that's and the his... truth doesn't look good. I know, I'm like, <laughs> the truth is bad, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Jesus. So according to G Lock, he's eating a, a, about a dozen peanut butter and jelly sandwiches a day, and he's addicted to an iPad game named Shattered Pixel Dungeon. Dungeon. Shattered Something Pixel like that. Dungeon. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I'm just imagining Sam just munching down on PB and J's and just playing on an iPad. Like he's that's, he's basically living every six-year-old's dream. He's like a teenager. I mean, that's like basically what he was doing when I'd visit him on house arrest. Like he was literally just constantly playing. Like sometimes when I'd be talking to him, he'd just turn around and start playing League of Legends. And I'm Are like, you I'm, fucking I'm kidding like, me? I'm right here, Sam. Oh, <laughs> oh that's like the exact story of when he was in the <laughs> meetings at like at uh maybe jane street oh, or yeah, whatever he did do that he did do that apparently uh, jesus christ in yeah. another life he could have been a great uh person to be on love on the spectrum i know he could have been such a great it's a missed sweet. opportunity do you know if yeah. he's getting any kind of uh romantic fan mail like you know how they Ooh. would like Ch- yeah. charlie manson would... not that he's told me and not that i've heard from any of the inmates oh bummer I you know i'm surprised i feel like some some girls should there's some sbf girlies out there there's I know. where are the who, sbf girlies the, at the, the sarnai of brothers the Boston Marathon bombers had like Dude, entire... Charles Manson got married to I like know. Oh, a... sure. I wonder if it's like, do women just like the violent criminals? 
Maybe, maybe that's yes. what it is. He's too dorky. Because maybe they're, they're into the whole, like, oh, boy. he's a protector. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and Sam they, is not a protector. But Sam, you, they could at least get some investment advice. That's, that's true. That's what they want. They want excitement. Danger. Yeah, but, get, make it a little bit of cash on the side. They want a guy exciting. who's going to carve a, a swastika into his forehead. Oh <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Oh, my God. Women do want that. <laughs> that's what, that's what, <laughs> that's what every woman wants. <laughs> they want an unpredictable guy who yeah. is going to put out some bad music and maybe carve a swastika. kind of unpredictable. Yeah. He is unpredictable. Yeah, yeah. he's this is predictably un- unpredictable. Kind of well, like me, where <laughs> you great. know you're always going to get something stupid coming out of my dipshit mouth. Good to publicly <clears throat> compare yourself to Sam Bakeman Fried. Oh yeah. Wait, so how are you talking to him? Is it is it just phone calls through? Yeah. How does this work? Oh, I haven't had any phone calls with him. I mean, I I'm not going to talk about any uh, of the content of uh, our conversations. But um, oh, is it email? Email. email. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But- What's his email address? Or, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it like at MDC Brooklyn? Like, what's the no, what's the tag? It's through is like it... a different. It's like through a different app. Okay. I'm. I'm yeah. I don't know. That's I'm fine. just kidding. Yeah, I'm just yeah, asking yeah. generally. I'm how does one communicate with someone in prison? So generally, one communicates with someone. They have to like add you to their email list. Got so it. I had to like accept or deny. Not that I did either. I didn't, I'm not going to talk about it. Sure, sure. But um, yeah. So it's like a different app. Like it's a different website that's just to contact prison inmates, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Email. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then if he wants to call you, you you just get like that. I think automated he has thing. to call. Yeah. 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 You yes. you you you're receiving a call from inmate number mm-hmm. Sam Bankman at <laughs> at NBC Brooklyn, and then you accept, and then you. That it's Sam. Too, yeah, it's Sam. <laughs> that it's wasn't me. too bad an impression. Yeah, yeah, all we need now is a really dry mouth. And, Poor guy. Well, I think you can really only accomplish that from your 30th peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's how he gets that voice. Yeah. I wonder if he, like, well, I guess you can't smoke in prison anymore. But at that point, I he would just say, smoke. fuck it. I'm going to try to die from cigarettes. I would just smoke. Well, you got to wait till your sentencing comes down first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Sam Blake doesn't do recreational drugs. I mean, he does take Adderall and MSAM for depression. But I remember I tried to get him to take ecstasy once and he you, you tried, tried to- what the fuck how did you skip yeah. that part tiffany you tried to fucking Wait, get sam to take ecstasy where <laughs> at when? his parents how? house at his parents house the i didn't what? actually have it on me listen government i didn't actually have ecstasy on oh, me. they don't care we're talking about <laughs> government okay yeah i didn't actually have ecstasy on me no we were just well it was sort of an emotional conversation because sam just he he's he's told me that he doesn't really feel the emotion happiness like he's never felt happiness and he doesn't know what, what it feels like so yeah. we're like i know just the thing we've let psychotic nerds run everything <laughs> that no i'm not joking that we are at the whim of just wounded men who have never felt happiness and now we are uh, yeah we are paying for it that's true and and we've told them that they are the greatest and geniuses and they are our saviors and that was the closest they've ever come to happiness and now we all are, they needed to do was carve a yeah. swastika into their foreheads, Truly. and then women will be all over them. But instead, God. they commit. Okay, so he's oh he's told God. you that he is not. He was telling me he doesn't feel happiness. <clears throat> I don't mean to make fun of him for that because I feel like I felt no, quite, that's I felt, very felt quite sad for that. Yeah, um, and he does struggle with like depression and stuff like that. But yeah, he said he'd never felt the emotion and happiness before. So I was like, maybe if you want to try ecstasy, you could feel happiness. But um, he was like, no. I, I was like. Maybe we could try ecstasy. And then he was like, I don't think I should do anything illegal right now. Oh, so oh, he yeah. turned me down yeah. because he oh, said it's that's like, the that's where he draws the line. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. I know. Um, I did try, though. 
I thought that would have been a funny. That would have been a funny experience. That would have been incredible. It would have been amazing. Imagine the shit that would come out of his mouth when he's on fucking Molly. <laughs> oh God. Oh, I would have loved to have taken Molly with. That Sam. would have been oh. one hell of a um, headline. I I took Molly with SBF. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been funny. Then oh his parents really wouldn't like you. Oh yeah, they already hate me. Yeah. How Sad. did you? How did you get to go to the White House Christmas party? Oh, that was ago? that all happened before I even got in contact with Sam. It was just when I started covering Celsius, and I didn't even have that big of a following or anything. But um, someone I just got a random email that said invite to the White House Christmas party. I was like, this is a fucking scam. That was this Biden. He typed scam. it in wrong. He's I, a bit. Where the fuck is bit, our invite? He's a bit out to lunch. I know. <laughs> no. So like, I Tiffany. opened that. <laughs> I want you to come. I'm having a lunch. <laughs> I want you to come. I'm having lunch. <laughs> Wait, it was a lunch? No, so no, oh. it was a it was a Christmas party. Yeah, okay. But um it was some guy claiming that he could he wanted to bring me to the White House Christmas party and I was like, This is a scam. So I responded, This is a scam. This feels like a ploy to kidnap me. If this is not a scam or a ploy to kidnap me, send me a photo immediately of you taking a selfie with your government ID, holding up three fingers, send me I made him send wow. me a whole list of things. Like I was like, Send me a picture of the last Christmas party, send me a picture of X, Y, and Z, like shit to- oh, send me an email from your dot gov email address. Did all those things in a snap. So I was like, oh, this is legit. So it was some Secret Service, Presidential Secret Service officer member. What? Was he hitting on you or something? I think I think that was his intent, but I I, I straightforwardly ben, said, hey. Adult. I think you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was his intent. Yeah, right. Okay. But I told him up front, I was like, hey, no funny business. Yeah. I'm seeing someone. I wasn't even seeing someone. I just wanted to protect myself. Sure. But I was like, I have a boyfriend. And uh, so if you want anything romantic, bring someone else. But if you're okay with me just coming and eating the free food and drinking the free alcohol, I yeah. will come. And he said, yes, that's fine. So Wow. How was the food? It was excellent. Really? really? Of, yeah. I feel like there was like lamb and like crab legs and i mean yeah. I, I mean it was just like a fucking buffet so it's as good as like a fucking casino sure. buffet are so, there or did you <laughs> to me that's excellent did you get screened like multiple times before? oh yeah they had to background check me uh-huh. i have a clean record and uh what else they have to do yeah there's a lot of security getting in but i think they had to do a pretty intense background check on me do you it would you feel confident that you could have smuggled something into the white house I probably could have. Really? You could have gotten ecstasy into the White I House. probably could have smuggled it. I, I, totally. I'm thinking like weapons. I know. I think I made, <laughs> when they found like white substance at the White House, I was like, I'm so sorry for that. Oh, <laughs> oh ooh. No, what's that? I did tweet about that. I was like, sorry, that was me. Oh, okay. Good. Could it have been you? It could have. It probably could have been. Joe Biden was telling you he's never felt happiness and you were like, look. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> listen. We could do something about this. Did you meet Joe Biden at that party? I did. I did. So we have that picture together. Yeah. Um, Did he really smell your hair? No, he didn't smell my (sighs) hair, sadly. I'm too old. But no. (laughs) But uh, no, I mean, everyone who gets invited to the White House Christmas party apparently gets to take a picture with Biden. So it wasn't like he came up to me and was like, you, I must speak to to you. You, I must speak to you. Yeah. How did he look and seem? Did it feel like you were like, oh, this is a senile old man? Oh, yeah. He looked waxy. He looked wet for some reason. I'm like, why are you moist right now? Yeah. It looked like he had been covered like glazed, like a glazed donut. I bet he was just hot. I did give him ecstasy. right now. His jaws was I'm peeking. I'm finally feeling happiness. Did he? I wonder if it was like his makeup melting off. That's what it felt like. It yeah. seemed like sweaty makeup job, but he looked like a little glazed donut. It was disgusting. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Well, 
Can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. And, Not and, great. And he just said that the secret to his happy marriage with Jill Biden is having sex. Oh, did he? Yeah, good sex. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't want to know that. I don't believe him. Yeah, I don't believe. Him. <laughs> I, I think good sex would maybe kill that man. But, oh, I think uh, so too. Yeah. Uh, how are the bathrooms? And I know people are probably going to be like Ben's always bringing up toilets, and Do here you? goes another. Do you have a fixation? No, I yes, don't. He does. I don't have a fixation. He totally but oh, how he really were the wants bathrooms? to know how the bathrooms are. I swear to God, this is the first time I've ever asked this. How are the bathrooms? How were the bathrooms? <laughs> yeah, uh, they were nice, yeah, and they were okay. nice. They had they had na- all the napkins said like President of the United States, so I definitely pocketed some napkins. Sure, uh, of course. So yeah, otherwise I don't know, like marble. I mean, the place it's kind of old. They could use a remodel. They could use a remodel. We could redo the White House. Hmm. Just knock it down, do it over again. It, were you able to explore other parts of the White House at all? Yeah, I got to go in all the all the all the rooms that were open. the The presidential Secret Service guy showed me showed me around. Oh wow! And he didn't creep on me, so that was nice. He was respectful. Interesting. Great. Yeah. I I just uh, I'm I'm fascinated by um, th- things like national security, especially at the White House while the president's there. It's like. Man, if somebody wanted to, they could. Do I feel like so many things. I d- I know. If I mean, I did inspired. have to go through like a metal metal detector and stuff like that, but it's not like they like patted me down or like. Yeah, you could have a plastic knife. Yeah, am I gonna get in trouble for saying? I don't know. No, that's fine. That's normal. No, it's it's assumed that you get patted down. Yeah. And, and all that stuff and yeah. wanted. They didn't do anything. And there's too probably intense. stuff that's scanning your body that you don't even know about. Mm-hmm. That's like doing a heat. Thing Maybe or that's true. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. See, see, I mean, they gotta they gotta keep. It's the most important person in the world. That's true. That's true. Dang. Um, I wonder what else we uh, I, I have. I feel like that's. Yeah. Well, I feel like we got most of it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like we left anything out? Is there anything from this whole debacle? Yeah, because as we almost left out uh, the fact that you almost did Molly with Sam Bacon Freed. So please let us know. I guess I wanted, like to, I wanted to commend you for um, it. it, it it reminds me of us a little bit in that we've kind of had a um, a non traditional. Wow, I love when someone well. co- I love when someone compliments someone and they go, you know, it reminds, <laughs> me, of, reminds me of me. I want to give you this compliment, <laughs> but you're you in the same you're in the same kind of wheelhouse world where you didn't intend to set out to do this, and now look at you, and you've just like, well, now I'm going on this path in this direction, and look where it's taken you. Yeah, it's been wild. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like I've risked my life a few times meeting up with these gang members and whatnot but um did you have anyone with you when you were doing that no for sure i was a little nervous i started i started it off we started off doing like a a video chat and because i was like this guy looks fucking scary and um he has face tattoos and whatever Mm -hmm. and it just kept going in and out of service and i was in new york and i was like okay listen just you can come over and we'll see what happens Risking my life for for the interview, but um, I felt so bad when he came over. He was like, "I was nervous that you wanted to do it on- online and not in person because of my face tattoos, and I thought oh. you were judging me." And I was like, yeah, "Oh yeah. no, it wasn't the face tattoos." <clears throat> he seems like, incredibly kind of... sweet. Yeah, he, he was really, really sweet. Yeah, yeah, it was and maybe a good sense of humor. Yeah. Less the face tattoos and maybe the violent crime. Maybe it was the violent crime. Yeah, it was probably the violent crime. Yeah, but <laughs> was it murder? I think you mentioned. I don't know if I'm it. allowed to talk about it. Oh yeah, okay. I don't know, but um, I know he had gun charges. So. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't? Gang member. Who doesn't? Yeah, me. I got like I don't even. I lost count of how many <laughs> guns I got. How many gun charges are pending? And, the gun charges just keep piling up. Yeah, they just keep Always. piling up. Well, I just love them so much. Yeah. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. Ah oh, man, I can't, I can't wait to go home and shoot one right at the floor. <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> Wait yeah. to go shoot. What yeah. Well, my neighbor, my downstairs neighbor just moved out, so she's, <laughs> she's not gonna be home. She won't be bothered by me shooting my gun. Because usually when she's oh home God. and I shoot my gun into the floor, <laughs> she gets pissed. Uh, anyway, huh? Well, Tiffany, is there anything you want to plug? Yeah, while plug, you're here? plug oh, away. Shit. Um, yeah, I guess I'm on YouTube at Tiffany Fong. I'm on Twitter at Tiffany Fong with one underscore. I guess if you just look up Tiffany Fong on YouTube, Instagram, Google, whatever. Yeah, Google. Yeah. yeah. YouTube, Twitch. Oh, Twitch. Whatever. You yeah. do Twitch? I've been, well, I don't even really know how to Twitch. I don't game or anything. I've just Same. been going on and like responding to people's questions, but it's kind oh. of fun. Yeah. It I like fun. it. Find her. Find me. Find me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks this for having me. Great. And gang, we'll see you in the bonus com. We're going to be talking about Biden having sex and um, all sorts of fun stuff. We don't, we, I don't even remember because I don't have my laptop open, but well, it'll be fun. It's going to be great. It'll be good. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.